Welcome to the AJHP podcast series. The American Journal of Health System Pharmacy is the official journal of the American Society of Health System Pharmacists, an association of pharmacists committed to helping patients make the best use of medications. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org. This is William Zelmer, a contributing editor of the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy. The journal is featuring a series of interviews related to the publication of the Proceedings of the Pharmacy Practice Model Summit, which was an important event in the Pharmacy Practice Model Initiative of ASHP and the ASHP Foundation. That initiative is designed to focus the efforts of health system pharmacists much more sharply on helping patients and patient care teams make the best use of medicines. This interview in the series is with Dr. Daniel J. Kobau, Vice President of the ASHP Research and Education Foundation, and David Chen, Director of ASHP Practice Sections and Director of the Section of Pharmacy Practice Managers. Dr. Kobau and Mr. Chen were co-chairs of the Planning Committee for the Practice Model Summit. Dan, I'd like to start this discussion by asking you, from your perspective, what are the most important two or three recommendations coming out of the summit? Bill, the summit participants indicated that all patients deserve the drug therapy management services of a pharmacist and that pharmacists need to be accountable for patients' medication-related outcomes. Along with these two important recommendations, they also indicated that all distributive functions that do not require clinical judgment should be assigned to a pharmacy technician, and technology should be optimized in the dispensing and distribution process as well. David, what would you add to that point in terms of the most important recommendations from your perspective coming out of the summit? I'm not sure if I have much to add as to specific recommendations. I think holistically, when you look at the recommendations together, that the use of technicians and adding to what Dan said, the use of technicians at the top of their capabilities. But I think in addition to that is, you know, the emphasis that as a profession, we need to take responsibility to develop support and require the highest level of training and certification for the technicians in order for them to help support us moving the practice model forward. I think, too, coming to um, accountability, just the recognition that, you know, for all patients is the sense that uh, pharmacy and, and health system pharmacists need to be accountable for the care for all patients in our hospitals and health systems. Lastly, I'd add the, the use of technology and just the need to continue to adopt technology as a tool in improving the standard expectations of the medication use system and the outcomes for our patients and as an enabler for pharmacists to continue to get closer to the patient on a more regular basis. David, I'd like you to comment on something. Um, it's been quite evident that ASHP has been paying a lot of attention to practice issues in smaller institutions, small rural hospitals, uh, critical access institutions, that type of thing. What would be your advice to pharmacists in small hospitals who might have uh, fairly severe constraints on resources as they study the summit recommendations and consider how to pursue them? Specifically for smaller and maybe rural facilities where there's both human capital resource constraints as well as capital financial resource constraints, 
is to first look at what's happened with the pharmacy practice model initiative, not as a dictate as to execute certain changes in their practice, but a very important point that the professions decided to step back and reflect on where the practice is and where we need to move it first off. Uh, Second is then to use the proceedings to evaluate their current environment to make sure that they're fully aware of the different aspects that are causing this initiative to occur as a result of, of an imperative and urgency in the marketplace from an educational tool standpoint. I think then second, like all hospitals, to go ahead and use the tools that are going to be created for the pharmacy practice model initiative and to assess their own practice. And if they're a small pharmacy department, to encourage the participation of people outside their department, be part of that discussion as they assess their practice model. The third thing would be then to not only participate with ASHP activities, but to definitely get involved at the state level. Uh, We know from just the uptake at the spring meetings for state affiliates across the country, there's a lot of interest. And as I say, all healthcare is local. And a lot of the barriers that were recognized through the, uh, the summit itself are barriers that need to be addressed at state level. And I think getting engaged at that level will help the smaller facilities develop a strong peer group that they can work with to address these barriers, which will ultimately help them advance their practice model. Dan, anything to add from your perspective? Bill, I would just add that I think that also the the recommendations of the summit were consensus-based by leaders in the profession, and the pharmacy leader in the smaller hospital could take this opportunity also to really build awareness among their executive leadership of the advances in pharmacy practice that are focused on optimizing patient outcomes. And as I said, begin to build awareness and hopefully over time develop buy-in for support for both that human and financial capital that that David already mentioned. Dan, um, the ASHP Foundation and ASHP as well have said that they will be using various techniques to foster practice change consistent with the recommendations of the summit. Could you give us sort of a big picture view of what this is going to entail? Well, most importantly, we believe that the recommendations of the summit need to be translated into practice so that we can see ultimately changes in patient outcomes as a result of pharmacist delivery of drug therapy management. And ASHP and the ASHP Foundation will collaborate on a number of initiatives, including communications initiatives, educational programming, provision of tools and resources, and also support of demonstration grants to generate evidence as a part of an overall strategy to translate the recommendations into practice and support pharmacists in hospitals and health systems across the United States as they strive to achieve that translation. Well, let's take this down to another level of detail, and let's focus for a moment on ASHP specifically. David, could you comment, uh, what are the key things uh, that ASHP will be doing post-summit to keep this uh, pharmacy practice model initiative alive? Well, some of the key things, I'll break them down. Uh, One, working with directly with our members and thought leaders as we lean on them for direction and support and getting the message out and what the recommendations are all about. 
I think too, I'll talk specifically about resources and tools that because that's one of the things that we know that members are recognizing, well, if we're going to move towards translating these recommendations into practice, we're going to need tools to help people as a roadmap for people to utilize. So there's some consistency, so it's easy to share information. And then I'll say the third comes into ASHP policy and ASHP vision as things are reassessed based on the outcomes of the recommendation. So starting with uh, members of things that we'll be doing post-summit, you know, we, we, there's a PPMI advisory committee and we have the, the leadership of all of our sections and forums. And collectively, what we're using those member leaders for is to, as a sounding board and to make sure that we're staying on the path intended on the outcome of the recommendations using them to help provide the leadership and organizing some of the education um, development and tools and facilitating the publication spotlights and case studies that will be so important to help people operationalize best practices for moving the practice forward. The second is going to the the tools and education um, and things like the websites. Uh, Those are some of the tangible products that we're using to house this information that we encourage people to visit to make this accessible and, and easy flow and, and the most efficient way to get the information out into the field. And then the third is the infrastructure behind what ASHP does to support how we allocate time and resources and, and then also represent our membership um, in critical places when we use things such as our policy. And so the process has begun to reassess ASHP policy, make sure it's in alignment um, with the recommendations from the summit. For example, um, our Current policy does not state the, the support of licensure of technicians. And from the, the summit that came out that technicians need to be licensed in order to work at the top of their capabilities. And then second, we're reassessing the hospital uh, practice vision for ASHP to make sure it reflects the intentions that have come out at the summit as well. So I'd say those are the three areas and some of the activities specifically that ASHP is doing post-summit. You know, I've heard a lot of members talk so favorably about the 2015 initiative as that being very helpful to to them. Just a follow-up question, David, will that initiative be changing at all as a result of the summit? The 2015 will, in concept, it's not going away. Like any major initiative, things like even the IHI Healthy People, it needs to be reassessed and updated. And so that is another activity that is in process, that is happening in concert with the development of a self-assessment tool that will be available for members early this fall. And what will happen is is taking key recommendations and then folding them into the the existing 2015 and or deleting specific items from the 2015 as it stands today to make it a more current document and also reflective of the consensus that came from the PPMI summit. At this point in time, an official name has not been settled upon, but that's where we're at today. Yeah, and you pointed out that ASHB will be uh, taking a look at some areas of professional policy to see if changes need to be made, and you gave the uh, technician licensure as an example of that. I assume that's work that will be done by the councils then beginning this September. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, okay. Well, Dan, uh, what about from the ASHP Foundation's perspective? What are some of the very specific things that uh, the foundation will be taking the lead on uh, in this regard? I think it's important first to point out that 
almost everything that is happening with the Pharmacy Practice Model Initiative is an ASHP, ASHP Foundation collaborative. So the foundation has worked um, with ASHP, for example, on the self-assessment tool that David also mentioned. Another key item that we will be working on is something that came out as a recommendation from the summit, which is that the allocation of pharmacist resources should be based on a complexity score. So the foundation, along with ASHP, will be convening a panel of experts who will help us develop a complexity score that departments of pharmacy can use to determine how to allocate their pharmacist resources to best meet their institutional needs and ultimately impact in a positive way patient outcomes. Another key activity that the foundation is working on, and we're working with ASHP on this as well, is the development of demonstration grants. We believe that it's imperative that an evidence base is developed that will support pharmacy practice model change. Ultimately, as individual departments of pharmacy go to build the case within their institutions for advancing practice model change, they will be required to show that there's evidence that these practice model changes make a difference. And I believe that it'll actually be one of the things that's key to business plans that pharmacy directors are required to develop as they seek new resources to advance pharmacy practice models. Daniel Kobau and David Chen, thank you very much for speaking with me and giving us some insights into what ASHP and the ASHP Foundation will be doing to keep the momentum of the Pharmacy Practice Model Summit alive. This is William Zelmer, contributing editor of AJHP, with one of a series of interviews coinciding with the publication of the proceedings of the Practice Model Summit. That concludes this podcast. For more information, please visit www.ajhp.org.